It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and the mic alongside Joey Medora as we got you up until the 7 o'clock hour on this 21st day of August. 6.06 on the clock and 84 degrees and partly cloudy outside here in southeast Ohio. Well, uh, sports fan sent by JK Contracting and we are exactly one week away from the start of the high school football season. I'm excited. I know you're excited. And uh, you know, even though that WUB and the Gridiron Glory crew, the students that do, uh, you know, go out there and cover all the high schools in southeast Ohio. Uh, they do a tremendous job, but unfortunately, because of COVID and everything, they're unable to go out there and uh, go into the community and actually tell any of those stories. But on the phone line with us right now, Michael Roth. Uh, Roth is the sports director over at WEB when he's allowed to go back into that role. But he got creative, he got innovative, and he now has his own little social media that will then go out and cover games uh, after talking to the athletic directors and so on and so forth. But the 7-4 Ozone with Michael Roth. Roth, how are you? Uh, I'm great. Thanks uh, Thanks for the intro, Connor. Yeah, we uh, we launched the, the 7-4 Ozone earlier this week, and it's uh, gained over 100 followers on Twitter already. Uh, we posted uh, two packages, one on uh, the Eastern Eagles and another on the Willisburg Pirates. We're very excited for the possibilities of the 740 zone. We have a lot more content coming. And at this stage, we are shooting for our season preview episode to drop on Monday afternoon. So that should be pretty exciting and get everybody hyped up for the high school football season that um, seems more anticipated than usual after the past four months of sports. I mean, it is you know a weird year. It has been a weird you know, all summer, you know, first and foremost, the health and safety of everybody uh, is of the utmost importance. Uh, but how are you guys going to go out there and accomplish this? How are you guys going to go out there? What are the safety protocols that you have to follow, that you have followed uh, when going out and covering Eastern or Wheelersburg? Yeah, so when we go to practice, we are wearing a mask at, at all times. Um, that's, uh, that's just something that, uh, as reporters, we have to do. Uh, a lot of the coaches have masks on um as well um play, players when they're on the sideline um they uh they have to have their masks on as well obviously you don't uh need the masks when uh when you got the helmet on and you're doing uh like tackling drills and uh, actually playing 11 on 11 but uh yeah just uh just staying away from from everybody not getting within uh within six feet um the players and uh, the big, the biggest thing really is just keeping that mask on and uh, staying away, not getting too close to uh, the players and the coaches. So that that's been the biggest thing for us, and uh, it's been really well received by by the different communities. Uh, a lot of them we've built relationships with over the years. Um, now we're just continuing to build those relationships uh, on a different platform. Now, Mike, uh, how's your coverage going to shift this year? Because obviously, Gridiron has the four conferences they cover. But I'll be a little bit different this year. Obviously, um, you guys are going to try to stay more local. I would assume. Yeah. So we we won't be married to any conferences. So uh, if uh, if any teams kind of surprise us, we're still going to want to cover their games. Um, but at this point, you know, we're uh, we're kind of sticking to uh, like the TVC Ohio TVC Hawking. And then uh, some of the teams that have had success throughout the years. So we're uh, we're still going to cover uh, Jackson, uh, Wheelersburg, Iron Ten, Sheridan, uh, and a couple other teams. Uh, we're we're going to be picking up some teams uh, as well. We, we want to cover teams like Logan, Marietta, and Warren. So uh, we're going to be expanding our coverage a little bit, um, but also condensing it, uh, get, getting a little closer to Athens because you know when, when we cover the FAC. Hillsborough is uh, about two hours from Athens, Ohio. So going to Hillsborough to cover a game uh, with our new coverage is going to be pretty unrealistic. However, if Hillsborough plays a game at, say, Jackson, we still uh, we still want to cover Hillsborough and Jackson if we can. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it's exciting. We uh, we get to kind of pick the games that, that we cover now. Um, and the biggest thing for us is we want to give uh, the media attention to the best teams in Southeast Ohio mm-hmm. and the best storylines. So wherever the story is, that's what we're going to follow. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, in a way, it's a little bit, uh, you know, not a little bit cooler than Gridiron because it's at the, you know, we don't, you're, you don't have a formula that you have to follow of, uh, you know, these are the teams we cover, these are the teams we have to cover. You can pick and choose where you want to go. So if a team is thriving, like you said, you can focus more on them, whereas in Gridiron, you're, you can't really step out of the conferences that you cover. Yeah, the, the teams we're, we're really excited to cover this year are, uh, like I said, Ironton, uh, Wheelersburg, and Fort Bry. Those are probably the three teams. Logan as well, that, that we picked up, that we are uh, we're ready to cover them and uh, are very excited at um, hopefully getting the chance to cover them throughout the season. Uh, obviously still have to clear that up with uh, the different athletic directors to get media passes for yeah. these games coming up. Yeah, now let's talk about a team that you guys have been covering for a while. That's Eastern. They're in the TVC Hawking. Coming off their first playoff appearance in, what was it, 18 years? Well, they haven't won the TVC Hawking Championship since, since 2000. 2000. Yeah. And uh, I know you went out there to practice and uh, saw your package. It seemed like the goal out there this year is uh, they want to win the conference and they uh, potentially want to make some noise in the postseason as well. Yeah, Eastern, they they look pretty good at practice. You know, they, they returned that two-headed monster at the running back position, but they said that they want to air it out a little bit more. You know, last season their coach said that it was about 90% run, 10% passing. Uh, he says this year that he wants that to be more 70-30 rushing to passing. That's going to actually come to fruition. Usually black coaches are, are going to say in the preseason, oh, yeah, we want to pass the ball a little bit more than last year, then maybe they, uh, they revert back to what's worked for them in the past. So that'll probably be the storyline that I would be following because if Eastern can't expand to a dangerous passing game, that just adds another layer that the defenses have to worry about when defending against Eastern Eagles. Yeah, and you know, going to be one of those teams where you got to watch out for because you know you don't know what Trimble's offense is going to look like. It's you know now you don't have Cameron Kill to lead the offense. Uh, you, know, you don't know you know who's going to be coming out of the backfields. Uh, you don't have Connor Wright anymore, so it, it is going to be a different, I think, kind of feel in the TVC Hawking. I still think until you know anybody beats Trimble, it's still Trimble's. You know, division to lose, uh, but you think that Eastern can really give them a, a run for their money? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be really close between the top three teams, uh, Trimble, Waterford, and Eastern. I think that uh, it can go really any way, and when those three teams match up against each other, it's going to be exciting, um, and we'll see if maybe a school like Belfry can pull off an upset against one of those teams and kind of shake things up themselves. Yeah, and still focusing on Eastern here. You talk about the two-headed monster they have in the backfield, and those guys really complement each other very well. Uh, new one's more of an off-tackle, speedy runner, and uh, it's Fitz pa- Fitzgerald or Fitzpatrick is the Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, yeah, and he's the you know the downhill power guy, three three yards in a cloud of dust, but also uh, he can get you a big run as well. They like to run the trap to him and then go off tackle with Newland. It's really a pretty dynamic duo they have. Yeah, I mean that's a. Uh... They, they were both very successful last season, both of them named to uh, the All-State team in Division 7, I believe, for what they did in their junior campaign. I, I'm not sure how many teams have two players in the backfield that were named to the All-State team that returned next season. That's, a, that's something pretty special. Yeah, and I know you're pretty high on Waterford as well uh, in the conference. Yeah, I mean, with Waterford, they're experienced, and you know they're going to be really solid up front. Uh, Trimble has, has been really dominant up front, but with their senior class graduating, uh, I know Coach Ferris said that uh, they have a decent amount of people on the line returning, but with Waterford, uh, Hayden Offenberger, he's an offensive lineman that was named to the All-State team, and Cole Miller was a defensive lineman named to the All-State team. Uh, with those two, they might be able to uh, win the trenches on both sides of the football and in the TVC Hawking. That's, uh, that's really important because if you can win the trenches, you're, you're going to have a great chance to win the game without uh, really any quarterbacks that are going to be uh, lighting up the stat sheet with 300-yard passing games in that conference. Yeah, I mean, who do you think is going to be – well, who is the quarterback for Waterford this year? Uh, I, I'm not sure uh, off the top of my head. 
Uh, you, you would have to ask uh, our, our reporters that went to Waterford's practice yesterday. That, that was Zach Bicat and Jacob Mata. We'll have uh, stories on Waterford coming out soon. So, um, yeah, I guess, guess you'll just have to wait for that because I don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, but you think that, you know, regardless of who the quarterback is, you know, you don't think it's going to play too much of a difference because you, if you win the battle in the trenches, you're going to get a lot of yards. Yeah, and I mean, Trimble's replacing their quarterback, uh, and Eastern really hardly ever threw the ball last year. So it's uh, not like the other teams in the league ha- have dangerous uh, passers yet. They might they might turn out to be dangerous, but they aren't proven. Yeah, and then uh, now switching over to the Ohio side of the TVC. I know you went out to NY, and the question is, you know, they're another team replacing their uh, their quarterback and running back uh, as Mikey Seal and Keegan Wilburn graduated last year. Uh, it's going to be a new look out in NY, so kind of what was the feel you had with uh, for Rusty Richards and his team this year? Uh, their their motto is defense. Uh, last season, their, their defense kind of gave up a, a lot of points to Trimble and a boatload of points to Fort Fry in Week 2. And, you know, after those first two games against two teams that I believe combined to win 23 games, their defense really stepped up and started playing a lot better. And returning Christian Wiseman and Colton Snyder, those were kind of the two two kids that were the studs of that defense. That I, I really think NY is going to be relying on their defense to potentially carry them to another CBC Ohio championship after they won it on the last week of the season against Athens. And again, we're talking with Michael Roth, you know, kind of the founder of 740 Ozone, the new kind of media outlet for the students at Ohio University, going out covering games over in the uh, Southeast Ohio region, uh, covering a lot of games. And hopefully we'll get a couple of your reporters on the football Friday night postgame show if we don't have a, you know, a lot of fans to, uh, to go out to those games. And if you have a couple of reporters, love to have them on there as well. Um, but for you, who do you see is the favorite coming in the TVC Ohio? Like, what what is your preseason pick right now to win the TVC Ohio? You know, it's uh, I think that three teams all have a very legitimate shot, um, and really, you you could argue a fourth team as well. But I would probably go with the Athens Bulldogs. You know what you're getting at the offensive end with Joey Moore returning. Uh, under center, well, usually in the shotgun, actually. But I, I think that that is just the difference at this point. And I think Athens, you're going to see some uh, some kids step up on the defensive side of the football. And that doesn't mean that uh, Athens is head and shoulders above teams like Nelsonville, York, Vinton County, and Wilson. I, I believe any of those three teams could also win the TVC Ohio. But if you if you made me make a pick today, I think I would be riding with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, right now with so much uncertainty, it's a safe pick because you know when you have the the best and most athletic player in the conference, that's going to give you a a pretty good advantage before the season starts. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's um, you know Athens thought they might have been the clear favorite last year. Uh, you know, you didn't know what you were going to get out of Joey Moore. Joey Moore stepped up; he was ready to go and threw for a lot of yards. Uh, so now you know that you have an established quarterback for the Athens Bulldogs. Now it's, you know, what talent does he have around him? Because you did have, you know, Nate uh, Nate Trainer graduate, Jack Cornwell graduated. Uh, you know, what do you have out of your wide receivers? Who's running the ball out of the backfield? And, uh, you know, just figuring it out. But I think Nathan White will definitely have that crew ready to go. Um, and then the other, I think, question mark, you know, what does Alexander have? You know, I, they could be a, a dark horse uh, team in this TVC Ohio. Um, we got to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, week one should be pretty exciting. You mentioned Alexander. They, uh, they host Athens week one, so if Alexander is going to make some noise, you probably need to win week one at home against the top dog in the Athens Bulldogs. So that'll be a game to watch. And, you know, you got you got other big games uh, with um, with Vinton County. I believe they're, uh, they're taking out Megs and then Wellston taking on uh, River Valley, uh, I would say that Vin County and Wellston are favorites in each of those games, but uh, they're going to need to go out there and get the job done, take care of business. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's uh, the first time since at least my time being around uh, this conference 
Of course, it's only been two years since I've been to the school. Same with you, Mike. But uh, it seems like the comp- like it feels like the past couple of years we've kind of had like a clear favorite to pick at the beginning of the season. I don't know. This year, I, I there's like three or four teams, like you said, that I could see winning the conference. There's not like a team that you would think is uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the competition. So I think it's going to make for a pretty exciting year. Yeah, I mean, I think that the CBC of Ohio is going to be very competitive this season. Yeah, and really can't wait to see it. All right, games that we're covering coming up next week. We've got Athens and Alexander right uh, over on our sister station, WXTQ, because the game of the week will be on Saturday with uh, Trimble at NY. Uh, Roth, what are your picks coming up for next week for Athens and Alexander? Well, you know, I, I think it's safe to safe to roll with the Bulldogs. Alexander has only won, I believe, three TBC Ohio games in the past four seasons. Um, I think you might expect them to make a jump, maybe win two games this year in conference play, but I, uh, I find it hard to believe that one of those two victories will come against the Athens Bulldogs. So give me, give me Athens. All right, then what about the NY and Trimble game? This one could really go either way. Uh, you know, Trimble has really dominated the past two seasons, but a lot of those kids that were doing the dominating on the field are gone. They're not putting on a Trimble uniform this Saturday. Um, also, I, I believe the game is at NY. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think I'll roll with the home team and, uh, and the Buckeyes. All right. Now we're all pivoting back towards uh, kind of the show. What is the uh, what, what's like your guys' format going to be? Because obviously it's usually a live show on Friday night. Everybody goes to covers games, comes back, does their uh, uh, VO and stuff in the car or in the station when you get back. So what what kind of is there still going to be like a show type format? Are you guys just going to do like recaps and things like that? Yeah. So we still want to have a, a show feel. Um, no access to studios, so that's going to be something that we're going to have to play around with make it not look uh we want it to be similar every single week but we don't want you to just get used to a one shot with the exact same backdrop every time so that's going to be something that we need to figure out but our plan right now is to upload to youtube the the show is probably going to be around 20 minutes long and we want to get it uploaded saturday uh evening we're also planning on posting content friday night um, but those are going to be like one minute and 30 second quick videos. And then the Saturday show will be the 20 plus minute episodes that you're more used to. All right. Let everybody know where can you find the seven for ozone, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, where do you, where are you guys at? Yeah. So everything is just seven for ozone on Twitter at seven for ozone, uh, facebook.com backslash seven for ozone. And our YouTube page is 740Zone. So we're keeping the branding similar across all platforms. Did you come up with the name? We had uh, a discussion. Uh-huh. Uh, I had, somebody had like a in the zone name, and I, I had 740 football. Yeah. And then we kind of we kind of combined that because I think uh, after Joe Burrow winning the Heisman, it seemed like the, the 740 area code really kind of took off um, and became more popular. Everybody around Southeast Ohio kind of knows 740. Like, you tell somebody, oh, we're 740 zone, and you're talking to uh, a coach at Trimble, they're going to be like, oh, so you guys cover Southeast Ohio, and that's who we want to cover. We're uh, we're not going to try and go to the, the big teams in Columbus. That Some of those teams in Columbus are, are just as close as the teams like Sheridan. Mm-hmm. They're much closer than Ironton, but we... We want to cover the 740 area. Yeah, I was just curious because I know we had the uh, the Joe Zone last year because Joe Hennessy was the host. I didn't real I didn't know if we were just being lazy and just took another one and made it a zone. <laughs> uh, actually, before you mentioned that, I um I didn't even remember that we called it the Joe Zone. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, the only reason yeah. I did is because I had to shoot the videos. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, my. Uh, appreciate, show, <laughs> yeah, appreciate you taking the time out of the day. Again, Michael Roth, the sports director at WEB. When he gets back to that title, uh, or maybe you still hold the title. I don't know. If you can't have anything WEB related, then I guess, uh, you know, you're just the producer, director, creator of the 7-4 Ozone. Yeah, 
thank you. Uh, thanks again for having me, Connor. Yep. Again, Michael Roth, appreciate taking the time. We'll take a short break right here on the Sports Fan. We'll come back. We'll talk more about Southeast Ohio football as we get ready one week away from the football season for the high school kids. You're listening to the Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Don't miss Southeast Ohio's local music showcase, Ruby Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio every Monday night. Hosted by me, Paul Holden, right here on Southeast Ohio's number one hit station, Power 105. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building, Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells real estate. 5913015. Five nine one three zero one five five nine one three zero one five. What was that number again? I said five nine one three zero one five. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn, but that isn't the case for nearly thirteen million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for the Sports Fan right here at 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Mills and Mike alongside Joey Medor. We got you up until 7 o'clock today. And then the Cincinnati Reds will come your way at 745 for their pregame 815 with the start. Disclafani will look to bounce back. I think he got rocked his last time out. Against uh, the Pirates. Yeah, against That's the Pirates. a tough one. But phone lines are open, 740-592-6646. Feel free, call in. Uh, we're a week away from the high school football season. I know people have mixed feelings about, well, if kids go to school, uh, how come, you know, if they're not going to school, how come they can go uh, and, and play sports? Uh, but you got an opinion, you want to be on the show, again, phone lines open at 740-592-6646. Uh, but Joe, I mean, it was it. First off, it's always good having Michael Roth on. You know, he's very knowledgeable about the area, even more knowledgeable, I think, about the high school basketball scene. Uh, but it's oh my that, God, he'll yeah. talk your ear off about high school basketball. But it is a cool uh, thing that they are doing, especially since you know the, the you college know. won't let them you know go out and participate and be a part of you know Gridiron Glory, which has been right. a staple for what 22 years here in South. This would have been the 22nd year. Of uh, Gridiron Glory. Uh, yeah, I, I was also shocked because it was only, I feel like it was only two, three weeks ago that uh, they announced WB wouldn't be returning to, you know, regular operations in the fall. And uh, it was a quick turnaround for them to kind of piece this together. I know Mike was kind of at the forefront of all of it, but there's a lot of people going into uh, what's going on. I know Dylan Tyson made the logo for uh, all their stuff that they're doing. I know I got to get in touch with him because he does the good, he does nice uh, uh, his graphics great. work. He rebranded Hardwood Heroes by himself. Yeah. But then didn't somebody else take over? <laughs> yeah. I think they had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they they got talented kids, and they're going to go out there and tell the stories. I mean, it's, again, you know, people are going to be looking for coverage, especially since, you know, spectators are going to be reduced no matter what, you know, location you go to. Uh, you know, I, I doubt, you know, traveling fans will be allowed. Maybe it's just the home stadium fans. Uh, so, I mean, that's you might not be able to go watch a kid play uh, at an away stadium. Which wouldn't be good, you know. Uh, but so, I mean, you got to wait, you got to see uh, more information. Of course, we'll have for you uh, during the weekend. I'll be calling athletic directors, and we'll get the uh, you know, information for you as soon as we know what it is. 
uh, in regards to spectators, in regards to, you know, attending home and away games. Um, but, you know, it it's a wait and see. People are still putting protocols in place. So I think Athens came out with a couple protocols today, uh, as did Alexander. But still, you know, you got to wait and see what you can go to, what you can't go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't even take into consideration the uh, the away fans thing. That's a good point. Uh, you wouldn't think you would have towns intermingling, especially, I mean, think about Athens. You come to Athens, and, I mean, you get to college right there. Uh, that, you know, who knows what, what that could bring. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, it's just crazy to think about trying to move back toward the football here. I mean, the fact that we are saying that someone that not named the Trimble Tomcats could win the TVC Hawking this year. Well, listen, I don't know about that. Listen, you got to give history Wait, to I, Trimble, right? I, I, absolutely, but it's pl- you can make an argument that either Eastern or Waterford could win the conference this year. And last year, even though Waterford, in the past two years that I've been here, and I know it's long history with Trimble, uh, Waterford was a playoff team the last two years, but no one was ever saying Waterford was going to beat Trimble and win the conference. That's right. what we're talking about this year. I mean, last year, people thought, all right, Waterford might have a chance because Trimble went up to D6, and now Trimble's back down to D7. Uh, But uh, even then, I don't know what's going on with the playoffs when it comes to a whole region alignment and everything of the sort. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting process. But, uh, you know, I'm really excited. uh, I'm a big fan of Eastern. I watched them play a couple times last year. Uh, Just very gritty, tough football. Uh, Run it right down your throat. It's all in place Southern. I think the final score was like 63-7. to It was just a domination they made the playoffs for the first time and they're returning a lot of players back on that team i mean waterford won a playoff game last year as well and they played pretty tough against uh, harvest prep uh, in the playoffs i was at that game as well and of course uh, you know no one's saying that trimble is not going to be a good football team i mean phil ferris has proved he can coach and he can do it pretty darn well so and this trimble was highly touted for their uh, you know group of kids that are coming up too yeah you know i mean trimble just it's just a question mark this year, I'd say, right? Because you don't know, you know what the quarterback situation is going to be. You don't know what the running back situation will be. Uh, but you got to wait, learn, and find out. Yeah. Um, well, know, that- hopefully we'll get Ferris on the sports fan, or especially, uh, I know we had him a couple times over on the Football Friday Night postgame show. Uh, but uh, we just have to find more, more out about Trimble and yeah. see who they have, who's filling in for where. And uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a good team this year, though. Yeah. You know, it, it's almost... It almost seems like it's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think what you pointed out makes a lot of sense. Uh, just a question mark for the past few years. You knew Cam Kittle would be a quarterback. You knew Connor Wright would be in the backfield. You knew Seward Coons be in the middle of defense. Blake Guffey would be on the outside. I mean, there was just so many locks in. And, uh, of course, I'm missing so many guys. I mean, the ones who don't get talked about enough is the line that block and open up these holes that allowed Connor Wright to run for so many yards in his career. Same with Cam Kittle. He could run the – he could run the football too if he had to. He had a couple rushing touchdowns in their playoff win last year. So, right. Um, but you know, it's a different year. It is a weird year. It's a six-week season. You know, it's it's gonna go by pretty fast. I mean, we'll be in the postseason by the first week of October, first second week, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're gonna open it up to everybody, you gotta have uh, more weeks of the postseason if you're still gonna end on time. Right. Because now you have to have all right round one where it'll almost look like a big March Madness bracket, right? Because one against the 64, whatever, one against 16. Yeah, right? I mean, it would be greater than that, though. How many high schools are there? I know. I mean, it's just going to look, it'll be a big puzzle piece kind of to put together. Who's going to play who? And yeah. Like we talked about yesterday, you know, Joe Itell, he had the information, and he's had the information uh, in the past, but now it's just going to be, you know, who gets what seed? Nobody will know. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not going to come down to the computer PowerPoint rankings anymore. Yeah. I, I think will be a big change, and we'll notice that once we hit the postseason. Yeah. Idol was my one of, a good friend of mine last year. Not because I knew him, but I had to keep track of all the freaking possibilities of who we could have in the postseason and try to figure out where we would have to go each and every uh, when the regular season starts to wrap up, of course, because for Gridiron, you got to find out where you're going to have to go to cover your teams that still get to play. And, I mean, Gridiron, out of the four conferences, I'd say – you usually get, get at the very least one from each conference, but then like the MVL usually gets two or three, and then the FAC on a good year can get a couple. The Hawking usually, they had three last year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, those computer points are, uh, are big to me to look at. It's also fun because, I mean, you see everything that needs, like he did maps it all, everything that needs to happen for this team to make the playoffs. Right. 
uh, he needs this to happen, that to happen, that to happen. Uh, they need to beat this opponent. But, I mean, none of that. Yeah, they need to beat them. Three other teams need to lose. and then. <laughs> right. I mean, it was what I tell does was, was great. Uh, but, unfortunately, you know, it, it's you don't get that kind of excitement when you get there. Now you just got to wait and see, all right, well, who, who are they facing round one? Who are they going to face round two if they make it past there? Is there a bye week? Does the one seed get a bye? You know, I mean, I I doubt it. They'll probably have to face off against whoever the other you know, lower seeded one versus sixty four or one versus sixteen, whatever the. Uh, again, I'd I'd like to see the bracket. You know, I'd like to see how big it's, it's going to be. Gonna be huge. I mean, obviously, it's potential. I mean, teams have till towards the end of September to decide that they're not going to continue on with the football season. So we could lose some. But I mean, how many high schools are in the state? A lot. 500? And, uh, yeah, it's, all, it's right. also different. Yeah, I mean, plus Somewhere probably. More, 800? Yeah. But uh, what's always uh, what's always uh, shocking to me about the Ohio and when it comes about Ohio, the state, with the uh, playoffs and stuff is that in football, like the, the private schools and public schools, it's all under the same umbrellas because back when in Maryland, it isn't like that. Right. Because it's, uh, I mean, same thing over in New Jersey, too, because, you know, they, the private schools are separated out. Yeah, they have their the, own, uh, they have their own thing. Yeah, because the, I guess the reasoning for that would be, you know, people don't necessarily like having to go against people who are from California who move over to New Jersey <laughs> to go in a, into a private school. Yeah, right. You know, if you're not from here, you know, I don't think you should compete you know, in the state title. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's one, there was one uh, team in Maryland, Baltimore area, that, uh, uh, the rest of their conference. This is a private school, by the way. The rest of the conference refused to play them because they got that good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I pulled up a list of all the high schools that you know, you're I, trying to get an exact number. I tried to get an exact. They didn't, uh, they just gave me a whole list of uh, it's. There's no total number in here, uh, but I gotta imagine that's around the uh, the 800. A uh, lot. Yeah. Uh, you're you're. I've I found that you're oh, okay. you're I'm cold. Too low. <laughs> yeah. It's, Man. Uh, 1,360 high schools. Of that, 1,152 are public, 208 are private. I mean, can you imagine mapping out 1,300 schools? If I mean, you also have to take into account, all right, who has football, who doesn't have sure. football. Sure, let's say 300 and drop out. You still have 1,000. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You know, again, it, that's, I think that's the exciting part. You know, we've got to wait and find out and see. Uh, but, you know, we'll have a preview show sometime around Wednesday next week, actually breaking down the TVC Ohio, TVC Hawking. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of a schedule update where we're going to be at, uh, calling the games of the game of the week. Again, if you missed it before, it'll be Athens and Alexander uh, on WXTQ coming up next Friday. Uh, that's just because that the game of the week will be uh, Trimble at NY, and we'll have that game, of course, uh, over on WXTQ on next Saturday. Uh, so we got two games, both on the power station. Uh, we got Kevin Dunnigan calling those games and Brad Walker calling them. Uh, so looking forward to that. Looking forward to hearing them. Uh, Dunnigan was supposed to be on the, the program today, uh, but we'll get him on sometime on Monday. You know, life happens. You know, it's it's a busy, busy time of the year, especially with school starting and all the Bobcats uh, coming back to campus. Um, you know, even if they are in Phase 1 or Phase 2, you know, it doesn't... They, uh, if they're paying for an apartment, I can't fault them for, for coming back to Athens. They're paying, yeah. so... Well, uh, hot take. I like it better when nobody's here. I don't think it's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Sportsman. We'll take a break. As you're listening to WATH 970, 97.1 FM, Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting. Everyone gets a family welcome at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Save up to 50% across the store. Shop for him, her, juniors, home, and more because there's something for everyone. Plus, we're giving you one of our best coupons for even more savings. An extra 30% off in-store or online at jcp.com. On the go, pick up your order curbside. We're sharing the love. So come in this Thursday to Sunday. JCPenney. Offer valid 820 to 823. Conditions and exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. 
Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Beer, 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 Join us each week for Auto Smarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno, welcome to Auto Smarts. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Don Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WHH and 97.1 FM. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's the Sports Fan right here on 970 one FM. WATH. That was the mic along with Joey Medor. And again, up until 7 o'clock on the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. We had Coach Tim Albert on the Sports Fan yesterday. It was great to talk with him, you know, Bobcats offensive coordinator, uh, for uh, ever since 2005. Uh, so that's pretty cool. 15 years, um, 05 all the way up until 2020, uh, and then I don't know what it would be if we change it. Have spring uh, a spring football season would it be 16, or it'd still be 15. I, I think it'd still be 15, 16. It's 16 regardless. You got to count 05 as a year as well. Well, he didn't coach in 05. I mean, he coached towards the back end. I guess he did coach in 05 because it would have been the fall season for there. Um, it wasn't the 04 to 05, 05 to 06, which makes sense. Uh, but with talking with Coach Tim Albin yesterday, uh, the big concern that you know a couple of the student athletes were having were, well, what about Demontre Tuggle? What about Cam Oden? Uh, you know, losing that year of eligibility. Well, the NCAA has made a new ruling out there. Uh, college athletes who are heading into a season of uncertainty, the NCAA's decision to not charge them a year of eligibility brings them some peace of mind uh does not come out uh does not come without complications paying for extra scholarships will be tricky for schools tightening budgets uh some athletes might find their coaches aren't eager to welcome them back plus the backlog of athletes cycling out of college could mean fewer opportunities for the next wave coming from high school now that's the last kind of bullet point there uh, for me, would be the, the biggest concern, right? Because now you're just going to really have a logjam of all these student athletes who've been here at, at college for maybe six, seven, eight years now, uh, depending on if they took a medical red shirt or not. Uh, but, you know, high school is still graduating students. People, life is moving on. And should they decide to use that extra year of eligibility, well, then you know, you're going to have a bigger and bloated up roster. Yeah, that's true, and it's definitely something to think about as a coach, for sure. Um, yeah, the interesting thing about, I mean, I figured this was going to happen because they did the same thing for the spring athletes, so I, I, you, you would have figured they'd, they'd do the same thing for the ones in the fall and potentially the winter if uh, those seasons get canceled as well. The football one's different, though, because as of right now, some conferences are still planning on pushing on and having their season, so those guys wouldn't need an extra year of eligibility because they played, but... Um, yeah, that's it. It's a that's a good, that's a very interesting point. The whole thing about you know high school kids coming in. I wonder if there's going to be any athletes that decide to not even take the extra year. They just say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I've had my run and uh, I don't need another year to play. But maybe some. I mean, I would assume most people, given the option to uh, not miss this year if they don't get the play of having the extra year to still be allowed to uh, finish out their college career. Right. I mean, you can't fault them to wanting to have, you know, their four or five you know, years of eligibility and use them. You know, I mean, that's you can, if you're an athlete, you choose the school because you want to play for the school and you want to, you know, hopefully the academics are, are also a huge factor in coming to the school. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, all right, well, I graduated two years ago and I'm still eligible to play college football. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big question that might weigh on a couple of the seniors' minds. You know, do you want to stay here? Do you want to continue to play? Or even, let's say, you have a highly touted prospect that's coming up behind you, you know, and do you want to lose your spot to a, uh, you know, 
incoming freshman, a redshirt freshman, or maybe a, somebody uh, you know behind you, you know, the competition is good enough to maybe push you out. Um, yeah, it's all things that you got to take into consideration when you have all of these you know athletes all vying for you know the few amount of spots. You might recruit. Let's say you're losing a tight end. You might recruit for a new tight end, but now with the extra year of eligibility, you don't need a tight end to the year after. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting position coach you're going to be in, uh, you know, because also you got to think about the guys that are on scholarship that don't even get on the field. They're just a second, third string guy. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to ask them to, as a coach, I'd imagine it'd be tough if you have a young kid coming in that you want to bring in and start playing, but you don't have the extra scholarship because there's a guy that does not really play all that much, has the spot. You know, do you push that kid to... Uh, move on and graduate and not play anymore, it, it's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wish, you know, everything was back to normal. Of course, you know, anybody wishes for the health and safety and, and everybody uh, during these weird COVID times. Uh, but, you know, it just, yes, it appeases a lot of people, but it also creates a lot of other problems, too. Uh, you know, paying for the extra scholarships, uh, you know, trying to, you know, have the, the rosters you know, expanded, and utilizing all your players. Like for baseball, you know, if you have an ace pitcher out there, right, you're going to want that pitcher to go out there and continue to pitch, but that also might, you know, hinder the development of a, a younger pitcher coming up. You know, I mean, there's all, not even just football, but mate, same thing for softball, same thing for, you know, a bunch of other different sports out there. You know, if you don't have the room for them, but you really want them to go out there, either you're going to hurt the, uh, the senior who has that extra year, or... You're going to hurt the people that are trying to get better behind you. Yep. Um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely going to be an issue for sure because um, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden allow teams to expand the amount of guys they're allowed to hold on the roster. Maybe they could. Uh, that could be something that's amended later on. They say these next few years you can, uh, rather than, uh, well, I believe college teams have, what, like 90 on the roster or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe they expand it to like 100, 105, something like that instead. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But it's also tough for football because some of them are still playing as of right now. Because, right. you know, like a guy at Alabama, if he plays his whole season, he doesn't need an extra year. Well, he's going to get an extra year. Even yeah. if, if you play a season in the fall or if you don't play a season in the fall, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're getting that extra year. Right. Like if Trevor Lawrence plays, I mean, he's going to be the first pick in the draft regardless. But if he plays this year in the fall, he'd still be allowed to play again next year. Right, and again, I mean, it's those situations are kind of special and unique because you know that Trevor Lawrence will not be, uh, you know, playing beyond this year. You know, I, I doubt that he's going to say, "All right, I'm going to forego being the number one overall pick for a chance to win a national championship." First, I mean, he's already won one, right? I mean, Clemson has won one with Trevor Lawrence before. He's already set out and accomplished that. Uh, the only thing, I guess, for him to set out and accomplish is win the Heisman Trophy, right? Is that the only you know, notch that he doesn't have? The only feather in his cap that he would still have to play for? Yeah, but again, you know, you're is not it gonna, worth it. Yeah, you're not gonna pass up millions of dollars to <laughs> go try to win a Heisman Trophy. I wouldn't think. I mean, look at some of the guys. Tim Tebow won a Heisman Trophy. He has won two of them, right? <laughs> it's just like Troy Smith has won a Heisman Trophy. Didn't do too much in the NFL. But we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what... Uh, I probably ticked off Buckeye fans with that one, but... Um. <laughs> well, I mean, this, uh, you don't know how it's going to translate over. You know, some succeed, some don't. I mean, right now we're getting early positive uh, notes about Burrow coming out at Cincinnati. They had their first scrimmage today. I don't know if you saw that, but apparently, you know, it uh, was perfect. Drove down the fields and won the, uh, the scrimmage battle. I was reading a little bit about it today, and apparently, you know, if they go and, and drive down the field, get a touchdown, they get seven points. If the defense holds them, then you know they might get four points to a field goal. Defense gets four, offense gets three, or something like that. Mm. They did some kind of scrimmage and points, and the offense did beat the defense, uh, which, you, I mean, just by the stories and reading it, or if you, you've seen him grow up uh, here in Athens, he's competitive. I mean, I remember watching that video that came out of Ohio State. He's got the tire. He's got, uh, you know, lost a shoe, but was still able to, to pull the tire and, and beat him um, Cross the line. It's not uh, tug of tug of war, uh, rope war, whatever it is. Um, but still, I mean, he wants to go out there and compete and win in every situation, um, which is always encouraging to see. I mean, he's got the media now watching him. 
uh, down in Cincinnati when media is available to, to uh, go out and watch the scrimmages. And so far, I think it's been all positive results uh, for Joe Burrow so far down in Cincinnati. Uh, you got to wait. You got to see. Um, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, again, wait and see. <laughs> Anyway, we'll take another short break right here on the Sports Fan. We'll wrap up with some Cincinnati Reds talks and, of course, your calls at 740-592-6646. It's a Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Hi, I'm Willie, and I have some tips for parents to keep us kids safe this summer. Around water, a responsible adult should constantly be watching young children. Teach kids to swim. Swimming lessons can keep kids safe from drowning. Never ever leave infants, children, or pets in a park car even if the windows are cracked open use sunscreen every time you go outside use 30 or higher and reply every two hours make sure you stay hydrated by drinking plenty of water these tips have been brought to you by athens county children's services have a fun and safe summer athens county be sure to follow power 105 and 970 wath on instagram for contests upcoming events and a whole lot more fun stuff search power 105 underscore 97 wath on instagram to get in on the action from concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. It's a Friday, and it's the Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH. Those are Mike Long, who me to her in seven more minutes until we throw it to CBS News at the top of the hour. And then Cincinnati Reds coming your way at 745 for a 715 first pitch. It'll be Anthony DiSclefani on the mound as he looks to bounce back from one of his worst pitching performances uh, last time out. He allowed nine earned runs over two innings against the Pirates back on August 13th. But it's DiSclefani with a 6.23 ERA, 1-1 one one on the season against Dakota Hudson for uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals starter with the 5.4 ERA, seven strikeouts, and he's 0-2 on the year. It's still very early in the season for the St. Louis Cardinals. They're still having a lot of games to catch up on uh, since returning back from the COVID postponements. Uh, Right now, the only team, though I guess it affects two teams, but the only team right now that has a positive case are the Mets, and they had to postpone the Subway Series coming up this weekend. But uh, Cardinals are back. They're playing, and they had a... uh, Pretty good come-from-behind win against the Reds yesterday. I was trying to pull up that game from yesterday, and just uh, Reds gave up three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Walked it off. It's uh, it's a, a problem with the uh, Reds' Reds bullpen yet again. Uh, Iglesias picking up the loss. He's one and two on the season. Uh, you know, even when the offense is there for the Reds. Yeah, the defense or the, uh, you know, the the bullpen has not been able to pick up the good starting pitching uh, that Cincinnati has been putting down. And that is why they are 10-13 and 13 at the moment. And, you know, they just, just really struggle in one and two run games this year uh, so far. Uh, this is an important stretch of play for them coming up here. They got St. Louis followed by Milwaukee, followed by the Cubs, and then followed by St. Louis again. All teams that are going to be fighting for playoff spots. So the, the uh, Reds got a... 
kind of figure it out because this could be a point in the season. You know, they're, you're playing three really good teams. This is a point in the season where if you have a under 500 stretch here over the next couple games, uh, it might be too much to reverse. And, you know, they just can't, uh, they just keep blowing. Such great starts. I mean, Sonny Gray had six strong innings yesterday. He only gave up four hits. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough because it seems like they, they have the talent to do it. They just cannot hold a lead late in ball games. Now, and Glacius blew the lead. He blew the save. Uh, only pitched a third of an inning, allowing two hits, three runs, all were earned, a walk and a strikeout. Uh, Jones comes in, tries to you know, pick up the slack, and uh, gives up the walk-off hit. But you know, whenever you have Sonny Gray, who's your ace? You know, he was your opening day starter. You have three guys. I mean, Castillo didn't do great his last time out, but you really had two solid starting pitchers that you can throw out there with confidence day in and day out in Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer. I mean, you got to win these games when these guys are out on the mound. I mean, that it's what it comes down to. You got to win when your ace is on there. Then you got two guys that can give you that opportunity. Yeah, especially they did a good job jumping out on uh, Wainwright yesterday as well as they, well, they scored like three runs in the first couple innings. Yeah, well, Wainwright gives up four. Uh, only two were earned. Uh, so an error on Paul Goldschmidt on the throw. Uh, another error on uh, Miller, uh, which is uh, another throw. But still, like. You got to go out there and win this game if you're the Reds. You're up by three in the bottom of the ninth inning, and you know this is coming from a Met fan who's had heartbreak because of bad bullpens. Uh, but that—that's a game that's—it's just a gut punch, you know, for Cincinnati Red fans. Yeah, and you just the, the gap in the division just keeps on widening for the Reds. They're now five and a half games back, and if you look at. You know, every game is like 2.7 times the amount of games that being a regular season now. So do the math, whatever 5.5 times 2.7 is. I could never do that off the top of my head. But the Cubs are still playing really well. The Cardinals have come back and have played 500 baseball so far. But that's going to be enough in the division uh, from how it's been going because Milwaukee's the same, only 11 and 12. The Cubs are really the only ones who have established themselves as a uh, real contender out of the division. And the other three teams are just kind of hovering around the 500 mark. So... These games, this next two series, the rest of these games against the Cardinals and the next few against Milwaukee following that are going to be big in determining where the Reds end up when it comes to the postseason this year. they got to get some momentum, right? they they got to get some kind of positivity going for the Reds, and they got to you know, turn it around pretty quick. You know, again, the season is not over. They still have a, a, a lot more games left, but you know, they got to start somewhere, and they got to start now. Uh, you know, Castellanos can't carry the team he carried the team for a couple of games, a couple home runs. He's got nine on the season, 20 RBIs. Uh, you know, Joey Votto hasn't been the same batter uh, that he was to begin the year. Average has dropped down to 239. Uh, but they just gotta, you know, find their groove, get the get the bats awake, have hitting with more consistency, and then you know, pick up the starting pitching. I would say it's putting it all together because we've seen times they the bullpens come in and you know thrown four or five shutout innings, but you know they didn't hit the ball at all, lost four nothing or something like that. So uh, that that's been the real thing. Uh, you know, they, they have you know, really good starting pitching. The lineup can do enough to grab a lead in games. They just have to be able to have the bullpen to back it up, or else uh, you know, there's never a great baseball team doesn't have a solid bullpen. That's just how it goes, right? Got to have the bullpen. You got to lock it down with three runs up in the bottom of the ninth inning. Cincinnati failed to do that. They got another chance today, though. It's going to be Cincinnati and St. Louis coming up at 745 right here on 970 WATH. For Joey Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. We'll talk to you on Monday. It's been the Sports Fan presented by J&K Contracting. We'll see you then. service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and